This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca. Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. The Canada Revenue Agency says it has not forgotten those who still file paper returns, but taxpayers complain they're making it awfully difficult. And CARP is saying is, get in a room, figure out how you're going to fix this healthcare system because it is anything but universal. CARP launches a major health campaign. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Some diabetes drugs containing metformin have been recalled across Canada due to cancer concerns. The recalled medications contain alarmingly high levels of a compound called NDMA. It's the same reason behind recent recalls of the heart drug Valsartan and the heartburn drug Ranitidine or Zantac. Lot numbers for the recalled products are listed on Health Canada's website. The Public Health Agency advises patients not to stop taking their medication before speaking with their doctors. Getting vaccinated for the flu may have prevented 6 out of 10 Canadians from becoming infected in an early flu season. A new study says it's been the most unusual flu season in five years because of an early spike in influenza B and an equal number of people were sickened by both A and B strains. The lead author says the findings highlight the need to get vaccinated annually, especially for those with heart or lung conditions. In the U.S., this year's flu vaccine has been more than 50% effective. Hours after the FBI and New York City police raided his Manhattan offices, Canadian fashion giant Peter Nygaard stepped down as chairman of his company. Nygaard is under criminal investigation in New York for sex trafficking. At least 10 women filed a civil suit against him recently, accusing him of sexual abuse at his estate in the Bahamas. Meantime, the city of Winnipeg will take back his key to the city if claims are proven in court. Catherine Johnson, the mathematician portrayed in the Oscar-nominated film Hidden Figures, has died at 101. The goal point for re-entry is 2,990 miles. Johnson's groundbreaking math work helped calculate the trajectories for Alan Shepard's history-making journey in space. Her landmark work at NASA came at a time when neither black people nor women were thought to have a place in science and technology. Her calculations were done with pencil and paper or chalkboard. She was also the one who gave the go-ahead for John Glenn's mission into orbit. In 2015, when she was 97, President Barack Obama awarded Johnson the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I'm Libby Snymer, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. This week, the Canada Revenue Agency moved to reassure taxpayers who still send in paper returns with the message, 
we have not forgotten you. The idea was to reach vulnerable and lower-income people who must file taxes to get benefits, as well as those who are not computer literate. But paper filers complain the taxman just keeps making things harder, among other reasons because the only place they can find the forms they need is online. I reached Liberal MP Francesco Sorbara, Parliamentary Secretary to the Minister of National Revenue. We want to ensure that the 1.7 million Canadians who uh, will have chosen in the past to file uh, via paper, that they can still continue to do so. And that we are still mailing out the tax return packages to those who have filed in the past, but that the tax return packages will not be available, say, at a local Canada post. Uh, and we just wanted to ensure that all uh, individuals who are still filing via paper, that they will have that opportunity to do so. My understanding is that your government wants to target a lot of vulnerable people who probably don't collect all the things that they're entitled to because they don't file their taxes. How much money do you think is left on the table by older people who uh, aren't getting everything they're entitled to? We need all Canadians filing their taxes to collect the credits and benefits that they deserve. Uh, and, you know, in, in my riding, 18% of the population are seniors, uh, and we need to ensure those seniors are filing their taxes to get the appropriate GIS amount, old age security amount, and any other credits and benefits they deserve. Uh, we do know that when we have people filing, especially on an automatic basis, when you file and you automatically uh, in the back get checked for certain credits and benefits, that people are receiving, you know, sometimes thousands of dollars if you backdate, if you haven't filed. So it's so, so important uh, that we do so, and we continue to doing that. We were discussing this note from the CRA saying they have not forgotten the paper filer on a show this week, and it unleashed a torrent of complaints. So you are sending out the simplified, the new tax form to people who filed their taxes last year. But to people who have not done so, or people who need additional forms, we had a lot of people who say, I don't have access to to a computer. I don't have computer skills, or I'm uh, and I'm not that mobile, and there's nowhere I can get a form. How do you expect to reach these people who don't have computers, who can't use computers, if the only way for them to get their forms is with a computer? In that case, then they can they can call a dedicated line and order them over the phone. Can you get through on that line? Yes, you you can definitely get get through on that line. There's 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 no no question that. And one of the things we've done uh, is, first off, we've ensured we get tax packages for paper filers. Like we we are we are ensuring that, and that's why we we've come out with with that. Uh, we also ensuring that people know how long they'll be waiting on the telephone wait lines, uh, wait times, because that's also very important. One eight five five three three zero that's good to know. Now, another criticism with the new form. So I know the idea that it was plain language. They're supposed to be simpler. But I had some people calling me and saying, actually, they find it more complicated. It's very, very different from the last form. And, and they do not find it simpler. They find it harder. What the CRA has tried to do is ensure that the language we, we are using uh, and, and uh, delivering to Canadians is more understandable. Uh, I'm, I'm, I will take that feedback to, to the department 
and let them know that that the that the the forms that people are viewing seem to be more complicated than than they assume. And one more point I want to say: when people ordering the tax packages, what they need is uh, your sin their sin number. They want they will need their social insurance insurance number to to use this service. Okay. Can they call your office if there's a problem? If they live in in my riding of Vaughan Woodbridge. They are absolutely can call my office, uh, and they can call anyway, and we can direct them to their riding. The number at my riding constituency office is 905-264-6446, and, and uh, it is a privilege to serve my residents, and we are there to assist them. Uh, if someone from outside the riding wants to call and get some information, we will definitely help them. We will we'll obviously tell them where their, their riding is and, and who their member of parliament is. And, and, and they'll be able to help them, but we'll be able to, to assist them as well. This is, this is something that's it's very easy for, for us to, to help, and, and it's always a pleasure to help my constituents. Do you have any final message for a lot of angry and frustrated paper tax filers? Across the board, for all tax filers, I ask them to please, please, please submit your, your, your taxes uh, on an individual basis before April 30th. Uh, it is so important because those benefits and credits that flow uh, whether it's on a provincial basis or a federal basis, flow from filing your taxes. And we want to ensure that all Canadians get the benefits they receive. And, and, and for seniors, you know, the GST, HST credit, uh, the um, uh, disability tax credit, if that's applied, the climate action incentive payment, which is very important to individuals here in Ontario, uh, that all stems and, and, and flows from filing your taxes. And we encourage all Canadians to do so. Reach out to your MP if you need assistance. If you have questions, reach out to your tax filer, your tax provider, if you are using one. Uh, but please do so. Uh, with the the MP paper kits that have been mailed out, you know, the, the, the frustrations that you've identified will we'll definitely take back and, and we'll relay that, that message. But, uh, uh, you know, we are there to, to help uh, Canadians file their taxes, again, to to obtain the benefits and credits uh, that they deserve and that they've worked, they worked uh, very hard for. MP Francesco Cerbera, thanks so much for being with us. You're welcome. Bye-bye. So the takeaway here is that we found the well-hidden phone number where you can order paper tax forms. It is 1-855-330-3305. You'll need to give them your social insurance number. I find that problematic. Remember, only do that if you are the one making the call. Never give it to anyone who calls you because that is likely a scam. Again, the number is 1-855-330-3305. I'm Libby Snymer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. In Edinburgh, 93% of people get in to see a GP within 48 hours. But in Edmonton, it's 43%. That's part of an ad for CARP's new health care campaign. The demand is urgent and simple. Fix health care by the next election. I sat down with Marissa Lennox, CARP's chief policy officer, and David Kravitz, CARP's chief marketing officer. Basically, it's based on the premise that our health care system was built over 50 years ago when the patient population was young and their needs were acute. Today, people are living longer than ever before with many chronic conditions in some cases, and the system is just not there to meet their needs. And so we have this complex health care system, and we're justifying it, but it's ill-designed 
for the task. You know, with the amount of resources we have and the intellectual capacity in the system that we have in this country, we feel compared to other countries, we could be doing much better and that we need a reset. We're looking at measurements from around the world from comparable countries and and they're getting better outcomes. So why can't we have what they have? What we're saying is the audience is going to be looking at you differently, that we are going to be, CARP is going to be directing the attention of our audience to what other countries are already achieving. And that's how we're going to measure. Notice the demand is bring Canada in line with these other countries before the next election. So what we're saying is good intentions, Band-Aids, couple million dollars at the topic du jour, which has been the way they've done it up till now, and that's all political parties. Not going to cut it anymore. If we have anything to say about it, we're going to be looking at these international numbers and we're going to be holding the politicians accountable for measured results. One of the biggest challenges in our healthcare system is in the delivery of home and community care. And that's what the Ontario government is really working on with these new Ontario health teams. But one of the biggest challenges is the shortage of PSWs we have in the system. You think about, you know, these are the people that care for our most vulnerable people. And in our healthcare system, we pay them the least, even though they're the most hands-on. They touch people, they clean people. And what is the government doing to incent people to go into this line of work? As far as I understand, nothing. Well, they're, they're talking about it. <laughs> they're, they're saying they will have a solution. And legislation was just tabled for seamless home care from community care. But who knows how it will. But in Denmark, I mean, they haven't had to build a hospital in the last 20 years. Same with the long-term care home. Because 20 years ago, they started to invest in home and community care. And, and they pay their home care workers, their PSWs, whatever the equivalent. The term is, over in Denmark, a living wage. They pay them better. Um, and they've invested in, in, in these services and in these individuals in order to be able to deliver home care uh, and to bring care to people where they want it. Where's the innovative thinking? Why aren't we shopping the world for the best ideas? Why aren't our leaders going over there and finding out what they're doing and trying it here? You know what? I think they do go and check out these <laughs> other things. It's, it's the question is what happens afterwards and and... Generally, we're also the the kings and queens of pilot projects that never get extended. And and the pilot projects actually that we've seen are great, but you're right, they don't get extended. The system, to David's point, is it's not just broken, it's systematically corrupted. I mean, we really need to go in and rethink how we deal with healthcare. I mean, think about orthopedic surgeons, the wait for elective surgeries in Canada, right? Half of their billings are in office visits. They're surgeons, but they can't get the OR time because hospitals don't have the recovery beds available. I mean, there's so many things that we could be doing more efficiently and better in this system if you we live don't. In Venice, if you live in Venice, you have a hip replacement surgery wait time of 49 days. If you live in Vancouver, it's 180 days. So why? Why can't we? And in Italy, if you want to look at Italy from a you know critical point of view, they've had four times as many governments since the war as we did. They have a very unstable, volatile political system, and yet they're able to deliver with less spending better than we do. But the system isn't patient-centric. I mean, even think about long-term care. Isn't, isn't it odd that people on average wake up at around 5.30 a.m. in long-term care, but we don't feed the breakfast until 7? Or we bring in entertainment at 8 o'clock after most people have gone to bed? You know, th- this is based on the needs of employees, not based on the needs of a, its patients. It's not a patient-centric model. That's not what we have here in Canada. Is part of the problem that healthcare is provincial and, and everybody is stepping on everybody's toes and worried about jurisdiction? I think it's a huge part of the problem. If you get 
get cancer in Western provinces, you're mostly covered. In PEI, virtually no cancer drugs are covered. And in Ontario, if you get cancer, you better hope you're not on an oral drug because it's not covered unless you're on a private plan. So province there's not parity within provinces no, there isn't. and where is the federal leadership the feds are just far too willing to pass this off to the provinces and the provinces say well we could do better if we just had some more money what carp is saying is get in a room figure out how you're going to fix this healthcare system because it is anything but universal what can we expect in this campaign we can start showing the government thousands and then tens of thousands and then hopefully hundreds of thousands of names of people who said you know what I'm fed up, too. I'm tired of this, and I want it fixed before the next election. The more people go there and lend their name, add their voice, the better. Again, carp.ca slash fix healthcare now. You know, the other thing is, Dave and I talk a lot about statistics and how we compare on a statistical level to other countries. But then, you know, the real evidence is in the hundreds of emails and phone calls that we get from CART members every week telling us about their horror stories. So another component of the campaign will be on our website where it's just really a platform for people to come and share their stories with the healthcare system. We want to hear from you. Tell us about your experience. Thank you so much and good luck, Marissa Lennox and David Kravitz. Thank you, Libby. Thanks, Libby. That was Marissa Lennox and David Kravitz of CARP. To share your story and lend your voice to the campaign, go to carp.ca slash fixhealthcarenow. And that brings us to the end of this week's edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me today, and be sure to come back next week to stay up to date with all things Zoomer worldwide. Zoomer Week in Review is produced by Zeev Huddy. Christine Ross and Paul Thomas. Technical producer, Justin Eacock. Executive producer, Moses Neimer. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.